Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Thursday, August 3rd. It's going to be another short but sweet edition of the podcast. I, of course, want to prepare all of you tennis fans for another jam-packed, exciting championship weekend in the tennis world. We've got five events at the tour level this week. Prague, Kitzbühel, Los Cabos, and that dual ATP WTA 500 level action in Washington, D.C. I want to prepare all of you for the quarterfinal, semifinal matches we will see unfold on Friday. That said, I am a bit fatigued. As some of you may know, I'm pulling double duty this week. Obviously, always a joy to record these podcasts. I'm also so fortunate to be on the call for Tennis Channel's T2 streaming service. You can catch me calling matches 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can then see me play a small but, dare I say, exciting role on the new T2 simulcast show, second serve. It's a second screen experience. We're, of course, following the biggest, best matches happening at any given moment in the tennis world, but we're also having conversations. It's Jeff Chisiver, Nick Monroe, Jan Michael Gamble, Tracy Austin. We had Andrea Petkovic on the show today. Guests like Stevie Johnson, Tommy Paul, Dave Witt, Peyton Stearns. The list goes on and on. It's been such a pleasure to play any sort of role on T2 this week, and a massive shout-out, a massive thank you to producer Mike Haston. I mean, I know Westoff believes in me this way. I know Dalton believes in me this way, but I've had few people believe in me professionally the way he does, and I'm immensely grateful for that fact. I cherish every day in the Santa Monica studios. I know the cool kids call it the Expo here at Tennis Channel. It's a blast. That said, the reason this is going to be a short but sweet edition of the podcast is... And I always want to give you listeners my best as well, but I really do feel obliged to give Haston and this Tennis Channel crew my best to get to talk to people like Sarah in the audio control room, my obviously guy, Rob Werner, to get to spend time with Jeff Chisiver, the man himself, producer Panda, my guy, Brett Connors. It's been a blast. I feel like I'm name dropping. I feel, dare I say, a little bit of gloating almost in that. I'm just, it's so exciting. I don't know how else to say it. It's a dream come true. Hopefully you hear that joy. In the statements I just gave all of you in the gratitude I sincerely feel, I want to give them my best. One more day to go. I'm amped. That said, first obligation, I know I wouldn't have those sorts of opportunities without all of you Crack Rackets listeners, without all of you Crack Rackets fans who have supported us from the start. And so so thus, again, didn't want to leave you high and dry. We did have some rain in Washington, D.C., slow things down, so I suppose I got a bit of a reprieve in that sense. That said, can we do an efficient but informative podcast in 12, 13, 14? I'm going to give myself a 15-minute maximum because it's early call times. I do have to go to bed. You guys know I'm a creature of habit, a creature of routines. Some of you may have seen it in person. Others may not, but I like to Anyway, I'm not going to go through my routine. I'm not going to waste any more time. I want to talk tennis. Short but sweet edition of the podcast today to prepare all of you for another jam-packed championship weekend. Shout out to all of you for tuning in day in, day out. It's why I have the opportunity to work here at Tennis Channel this weekend. Of course, a shout out as always. And I should say the Tennis Channel these past two weeks uh, is because of you guys. And shout out as always to our dear friends at Tennis Point, tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15 for all of the latest and greatest products in the tennis world. With that said, 
Let's recap Thursday. Let's preview Friday. We're going to change the order up in terms of covering what events we cover here on this show. I promised yesterday, given the rain delay we saw in Prague, they had to play catch-up here today. That's where I'm going to start today's show. Look, the story of the week is Linda Neskova. This is the 18-year-old's first—I mean, she made a final in Adelaide earlier this season, but— This is the best chance she has had thus far in her career to capture a tour-level title event. And for those of you who don't remember, Linda Naskova came to the mainstream's attention last year at this event in Prague, reached the semifinals before getting knocked out in a tight match against eventual champion Marie Boshkova. Of course, the 18-year-old won the 2021 Junior French Open Girls Singles title as a 16-year-old and has been on the radar of hipsters like me ever since the weapons she possesses. Uh, possesses her ability to drive the backhand line. I mean, that is, it's just a special ball, whether it's as a return of serve, whether it's at a neutral point of the rally, or rather you crank pace at it because that backswing is so condensed, but her ability to generate power so easy. I love Linda Nascova's game. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, she was horrible in her first set today, taking on the lucky loser. And Kitarena, the errors were many. The backhand was spraying as such, you know, that lack of confidence started to leak into the forehand, but then she began to sunk, uh, sink her teeth in the match. And what I liked so much about set number two from her and what was a one six seven five six one victory, beautiful symmetry in that scoreboard, by the way, it was that she found a 75% ball, is that she took a little bit of pace, you know, started to wait two, three additional shots before pulling that trigger, whether it be down the line or just a change of direction more broadly. And I think slowing things down helped her find her rhythm, helped her find her timing. And then, you know, again, the pace of her ball as she started to find that rhythm just overwhelmed Reina down the home set of set number two. And certainly there were some nerves uh, for the lucky loser, but then set number three was all Naskova. And guess what? Winning ugly. That's the name of this game. Now, again, opportunities open up for the 18-year-old as, you know, I mentioned it. Top three seeds were all eliminated in round number one. Boshkova, Jung Shui, Ju Lin, they're all out of this event. You look at who's last for Linda Neskova. She's going to take on Anna Karolina Shmidlova. Shmidlova 7-6 in the third over Wang Shiyu today. Look, Shmidlova is solid. She can crank the ball when it's out, Oh, you know, when she's in the center of the court. But I, as, as big as Shmidlova hits the ball, I think Neskova hits it even bigger. And first career head-to-head between the two. You know, again, they both played three sets, 7-6 in the third versus 6-1 in the third. This is Naskova's chance, and according to the Tennis Abstract Singles forecast, she's got a 32.8% chance of winning the event. You know, again, who are the other seeds remaining? Alize Cornet, three-set thriller today over Kaya Kanepi, 6-4 in the third. She's going to take on qualifier Tamara Korpatz. Korpatz getting a retirement from Yanina Vickmeyer. You look for Korpatz with this victory. Uh, she is back up to number the 28-year-old German back up to number 86 in the live rankings, up six, uh, 13 spots, and you know again avoiding dare I say relegation out of the top 100. So massive opportunity for her for Cornet third quarter final of the year. She steadies the ship down the season's home stretch. How about Teresa Martinsova to come from behind set deficit, uh, to come from behind three set victories? Excuse me to advance to her first quarterfinal of the season. She's fallen outside the top 100. The 28-year-old vet currently 102 in the live rankings. A victory tomorrow will put her, though, back in the top 100. And God, has she just out-physicaled 
her opponents, the talented Yuan Yua, and then uh, in round number one, the talented former uh, Syracuse All-American Gabriela Knutson. So, again, opportunities, the name of the game. Lucky loser now, Habino, uh, through to the quarterfinals. I talked about Christiane, who has five total wins in the last 52 weeks. She's into the quarters, taking on Baindol. Opportunities are the name of the game. It's all about Linda Nuskova for me. This is her moment. I, I just She has the biggest weapons on the court. She's in front of a home crowd. A lot of her opponents have played three set matches elsewhere. And yes, yeah, so has she, but she's 18 year, years old. You got fresh legs when you're 18 in a way. You just don't at other points of your life. I think this is the week Nuskova takes home title number one at the tour level. I just, I think it's all shaping up for that sort of storyline narrative. And then she goes into Toronto. Cincinnati, the U.S. Open with some momentum on her side. I think Nascova's got top 20 upside, and I think there are about 40 players with top 20 upside, so how much further she goes from there, we'll see how much the serve improves. We'll see. I feel like she can still get a little quicker. Like It just feels like she's still growing into her body, if that makes sense. Not that she's—she doesn't lack in strength. I just feel like, again, we've all been 18— and a little gangly, and not exactly sure how to maneuver our various levers. I still think Nascova's finding her footing, finding smaller steps instead of big strides, as any 18-year-old would. But that's five of my 15 valued minutes on this show today, talking about Prague. As I mentioned, I did want to catch all of you listeners up. Right now, it's Nascova, 32.8% chance of winning the event, according to the Tennis Abstract Shingles forecast. She is currently the favorite. Cornet, 22.6%. Martin Sova, 17.7%. After that, a big drop-off. So, yeah, it's anyone's ball game. That's your typical late July, early August, pre-North American hardcourt stretch swing sort of result, right? This is the chance for players lacking form or rising talents, just looking to capitalize on opportunities. Prague going to provide precisely that, as will Kitzbühel this week, which is where I want to go next. Biggest storyline is obviously the return to form of Dominic Team Team 4-6-6-3-6-4 over Arthur Rinderkanesh for a second consecutive three-set victory. You look for Dominic Team now in his last 52 weeks. This is his first tour-level tour uh, tour semifinal excuse me, since Antwerp of last season. It's his first semifinal at the tour level of the season. Do it on home soil to do it from back-to-back set deficits. I mean, the most impressive thing for Dominic Team, it's taken him 30 minutes to wake up. He has played such sloppy tennis early in these first sets, and part of that is just acclimating himself to the pace of his opponent. Part of that is acclimating himself to the environment, the conditions, the crowd. But in sets two and three of his match against Jung Zhizhen and sets two and three of his match against Arthur Rinderkanesh, who, of course, the former AM All-American, came into today's match with seven consecutive victories after he won a challenger last week, team was not broken in sets two and three in either of his past two matches. And for a guy who is, what, now 17 and 22 overall on the season, that's finding your rhythm. That's sinking your teeth into the match. That's getting back to the basics. And I do think the biggest thing for team this week, the serve out wide on the ad side, the first forehand combination, it's been really bad to start matches. And then it's been exceptional the rest of the way. He's just finding his comfort level on serve. And now he can take bigger hacks at the return of serve and you know, the reason he can do that is because he knows he's going to have a very good shot at holding, given the confidence he has in his service games right now. He, he sprays too much to start to say, oh, he's back to vintage, 18-19 team, and I still think the return 
it either hangs a little short when he's too defensive or he'll spray it long. He's still finding his his best rhythm. But on home soil, into a semifinal. Now he's taking on last week's Hamburg finalist, Laszlo Jura. And by the way, shout out to the 28-year-old Jura, currently sitting at 34 in the live rankings, seven off his career high. It's a good place to be when you're 28 years old. Get to set your own schedule, make north of $250,000 a year. I'd love that schedule. I, You know, again, I'm almost 28 years old. I can't do that. Um, Laszlo making the most of this clay court. He knocks out Stad champion Pedro Kashin 4-2. It was musty. It was not pleasant, that match. It was rainy. It was misty. Jura's just ready to grind. His backhand is beautiful, even if his forehand aesthetically P.U. Uh, Jura team, that's a fun semifinal. 1-1 in the career head-to-head. And then how about the all-Argentinian battle up top? Echeverry, quarterfinalist at the French Open. Now semifinalist here this week. 6-4 in the third over Daniel Gayan. He's going to take on Sebi Baez. Boy, did Sebi Baez need a result like this. You look for Baez, who, of course, this season on hard courts, 2-15 and 15 in his last 52 weeks, excuse me, on grass courts. 1-2 and two overall in his last 52 weeks. 19-13, and 13, though, on the clay courts over his last 52 weeks. And you look for him this year. Title in Cordoba, quarters in Rio, semis in Santiago, quarters in Estoril. Tough first round loss, obviously, for him. Five sets to Gael Monfia, the massive lead in round number one of the French Open. But now semifinals in Kitzbühel as well. That's a, he's one of the 20 best clay court players in the world. 22 years old uh, in reaching this semifinal. I believe he is back into the top 70. Yes, back up to number 54 in the live rankings, up 18 spots this week. Uh, He's got to prove it on hard court still, but again, one of the 20 best players in the world on clay courts will always have a spot in the top 100 of the ATP rankings. It's a fun contrast to ball bashers. Echeverry, Baez, 1-1 career head-to-head right now. Jura, 34.9% chance of winning, but 63% favorite over team. Echeverry, 57.8% favorite over Sebi Baez. That's a fun set. Considering we're on clay and you have a French Open quarterfinalist, a guy who has been one of the 20 best players, clearly, just look at the wave of results for Baez on clay over the last two years. A guy who has had the most success in his career on clay in Laszlo Jura, making a 500-level clay court final last week. And then a two-time French Open finalist. It's really good clay court tennis in Kitzbühel. Nice way to put a final bow on the 2023 clay court season at the tour level, at least. That said, that's your my thoughts on Kitzbühel again. Baez, Echeverry, uh, Jura versus Dominic Team. Let's head next to Washington, D.C., where rain wiped away most of our play. Only two results to talk about from today's action on the women's side. Jessica Pagula got tested, ultimately through to another quarterfinal, three and four over Peyton Stearns. You look for Jessica Pagula now this season. What the, the, it's easier to tell you what events she hasn't made the quarterfinals in than what she has. Excuse me, 36-12 and 12 overall in the year. She's lost prior to the quarterfinals at Indian Wells, where, by the way, she lost round of 16. First round loss in Rome to Taylor Townsend. Third round loss at Roland Garros. That's it. Indian Wells, Rome, Roland Garros. Every other event she's made at least the quarterfinals. Now, you know, that means she's made, this is her eighth quarterfinal, ninth quarterfinal, excuse me, of the season. Two and three in semifinals this year. She did win the title at the United Cup. I guess that counts as a semifinal for them. So still no tour-level titles this season, but 
I mean, if she wins one more match in D.C., she will pass Elena Rybakina in the live rankings for third in the WTA Tour singles rankings. Excuse me. And, like, deservedly so. Nine quarterfinals here this season, all of them at the big events. Jessica Pagula is so freaking good. I just, like, I don't know how else to say it. She can just do a little bit of everything. I don't know if she's elite other than her, her stamina. Her brain is elite. I don't know if her ground strokes, you know, again, her weapons, I don't know if she does any single thing elite, but I'll tell you what, she doesn't have a weakness either. There is not anything to attack in Jessica Pagula's game. You just have to hope you out-execute her 3-4 and four over Peyton Stern. Still for Stearns, who's been battling a bunch of injuries of late. Good to get the ball back rolling into a stretch of the calendar where obviously hard courts, that's where Peyton Stearns bread and butter, you know, that's where she's going to make her living. Um, So it's going to be enjoyable uh, to watch her continue to progress throughout the summer. The other result, of course, earlier in the day, it's a career season for 21-year-old Marta Kostyuk. Plays better and better every time I see her today. It was 2-3, and her first career win over Caroline Garcia. Wasn't broken. Won 86% of her first serve points. The match point athleticism, the passing shot she hit, I mean, drop your jaw, exceptional. I've said this before about the 21-year-old Ukrainian. She can do a little bit of everything. Just had too many options, too many answers to the question Caroline, uh, to the questions Caroline Garcia was asking. And Caroline Garcia asked the same question every time. Return of serve inside the baseline, big first serve, big first forehand execution. Kostyuk was just prepared for that. She has the athleticism, weapons, strength to deal with that and respond in kind. Struggle, uh, you know, it's a tough loss, obviously, for Caroline Garcia. That's an exceptional win for Marta Kostyuk, who, by the way, with this victory up to a new career high, number 32 in the live rankings. Kostyuk also 29 in the points race. Marta Kostyuk, the third highest ranked player under the age of 22, trailing just Coco Goff and Jung Chin Wen. I have been a long believer in Marta Kostyuk this season. I think she's just showing the mainstream why that's been the case here at Cracked Rackets. That said, that's what's going on on the women's side. On the men's side, only two results completed, or maybe it was three results, excuse me, completed on the day. Uh, you look overall, yeah, it was three. Nothing note about about Umber's 0-2 victory over Yasuki Watanuki. I made this point, I think, yesterday about Grigor Dimitrov. He's having the best season of his career in about a decade. Four and three, uh, in half a decade, excuse me. Four and three win over Emil Rusevori. An exceptionally physical match. Yes, it was straight sets. No, it was not easy. Grigor threw to the quarterfinals, fifth of the year for him. And then, how about JJ? Quarterfinals, uh, semifinals in Atlanta last week. Four and six over Michael Moe. Now, I think he was like three of 19 in converting break points. He had no business losing a set in that match, though. He had so many opportunities. Forehand return got sloppy. I love the newfound athletic, uh, athleticism, the newfound aggression. Excuse me, the athleticism is not newfound for Michael Moe. The newfound aggression of Michael Moe serving and volleying, just putting pressure, putting the impetus on JJ to say, hey, beat me. Do something special. JJ can. We've seen the serve forehand combination. I think top 20, maybe top 15 on hard courts on the ATP Tour. JJ through 4-6, and six, defends his quarterfinal points from last year now that the event's actually been up to a 500, gains three spots in the rankings, up to number 42 in the live rankings, three off his career high. I think he should be seated at the U.S. Open. I do think he's that good on hard courts, and it wouldn't shock me at all to see him make a 
quarterfinal run in his home state of Ohio at Cincinnati. Again, rain wiped out everything else. Still, Dimitrov, Umber, J.J. Wolf, your first quarterfinalist of the year. And we've talked a lot about Ugo Umber of late, but... I mean, again, he's just back on Bear now, back up to number 33 in the live rankings, the 25-year-old Frenchman back in the mix. That's what's happened in D.C. I did promise yesterday I'd give you all a firm update on everything Los Cabos, and we had a bunch of fun matches in Los Cabos last night. Now, seven of your top eight seeds win. Tsitsipas in straights, Tommy in a tricky match, but straights, Chorch in straights, Demon in straights. Kopfer in straights, he continues to roll. Ivashka surviving 6-4 in the third over Borna Goyo. Nicolas Yari 6-4 in the third over Heiss Brower. That was a big serve fest. I want, I, you know, going to have to give a shout-out to my boy Alexander Kovacevic. 5-7-7-6-6-4. He knocks out Cam Nori to reach the quarterfinals. Kova now again back on the precipice of the top 100, currently sitting at 126 after the quarterfinals this week. But just a good result to get his momentum headed back in the right direction. Although, for what it's worth, Kopfer beat him 4-5 and five as of me recording this pot. So, how Dom Kopfer is just back, you know, back up to number 76 now in the live rankings with this result. I didn't watch. I haven't watched Kovanori. I watched the highlights. I didn't dive in to all things Los Cabos. So I swear tomorrow Los Cabos will be where we lead the show. But folks, 21 minutes. It was about a four-minute intro. That is your short and sweet mini-break podcast here for Thursday, August 3rd. Of course, a shout-out, as always, to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the heck, because I don't know if he's going to hear this till later, heck of an editing job he does day in, day out, making all of this content possible. A shout-out as well to our dear friends at Tennis Point. Remember, it's tennis-point.com. The promo code is CR15 for all of the latest and greatest products in the tennis world. With all of that said, for the fantastic super producer Daniel Westoff, our friends at Tennis Point, from all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I am your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.